sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. The nation in this world where religious persecution of Christians is perhaps especially egregious is Nigeria. A statement was recently released calling on Christians around the world called to prayer and action. So the organization I got this from is an organization called Advocates International. And so I've invited my friend and colleague, Brent McBurney, the president of Advocates, to be my guest today, and, and let's find out more about the persecution of Christians in Nigeria and what you and I can do. Pray, yes, but action, we'll find out. Friend, welcome back to Freedom's Ring. Thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure to be on the show again. I uh, appreciate your uh, interest and the interest of your listeners to, uh, to uh, supporting the church and, and what's going on in Nigeria, and would love to answer any questions, but I guess just to start with, the, the the call for prayer, you know, the, clearly the most important. The, the the situation in Nigeria is just uh, is bad and getting worse, uh, and and it often falls through the cracks. Uh, even on social media, um, you know, so much as so much attention is paid to the politics of the day, or or to Hollywood, or to Game of Thrones, and and so countries like Nigeria just don't rise to the top. They, they don't rise to the surface. People aren't aware of what's going on there. So. Um, obviously, the, the biggest thing is that people educate themselves about the problems and challenges that, uh, that especially Christians of other minority faiths uh, in Nigeria are, are facing uh, uh, at the hands of, of persecutors there. Uh, in terms of a call to action, you know, that would be to, to call your congressman, to call your, your senator, uh, to encourage them and their staff, their office in Washington, D.C., to to, to be educated on the issues and to raise their voice, um, you know, to encourage the, the U.S. government to do what it can uh, to to speak out uh, against these atrocities that are happening in Nigeria right now. You know, we need to find out more about these atrocities, but since you uh, begin with the call for us to contact our elected officials, I want to point out to our listeners, over the many years I've done Freedom's Ring, and I've interviewed guests like yourself, Brent, who are working on persecution issues or civil rights issues around the world, you've always said to us that the American people waking up and caring and contacting our government officials, that's the most powerful force there is in combating persecution, and intolerance around the world. That's the consistent message that I've heard for, for so many years and tried to pass on to our listeners. I think that the key there is that there are many of us here in Washington, D.C., who are regularly, you know, talking to Congress, talking to, you know, the, the, the representatives that are representing us. We really are the leaders of our country. Uh, you know, these, these are just our representatives here. But we're also talking to the State Department, the executive branch, uh, encouraging them. And they are aware, but, but I think the one thing that gets the attention 
of a congressional office is when one of their own constituents, someone who's going to vote for them, reelect them in the next election, those are the voices that they listen to the most. Because I'm just here in Washington, D.C., and when I show up, you know, I can educate them, but I'm just one of many lobbyists, as it were, who show up in their offices. But when they get called, and I've been told this many times by by my friends who work there on Capitol Hill, you know, when they get calls from their district or their state, the people that are going to vote for them or who might vote for them or who are going to vote for someone who would replace them, and that's when they actually pay attention. That's when they sit up and listen. And if enough people call in and say, what's going on in Nigeria? Why haven't you said anything about Nigeria? That congressman, that member of Congress is going to sit up and and start thinking, what is going on there? I need to educate myself and I need to start saying something about this Uh, because his own constituents have been telling him to pay attention to these matters. I think that's really that's one of the key reasons. Right. We've whetted the appetite of our listeners now. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is going on? How dire is, you know, the statement says, that calls it the truly dire situation facing Christians in the north and middle belt of Nigeria. What Tell us more about that. What does that look like for Christians there? Well, the challenge that they're facing is there are a number of, of enemies that, are, that they're up against. They're up against uh, Boko Haram is one of the enemies. Uh, Boko Haram is, is being funded um, and, and has been labeled as a foreign terrorist organization by the U.S. government. Um, they receive funding from, from outside of Nigeria, and they are openly attacking, you know, Christian villages, churches, uh, and they want to rid Nigeria of any Western influence or Christian influence. So that's one enemy. The others are the Fulani. Uh, the Fulani are also, who are also being supported by mercenaries from other African countries and even Middle Eastern countries. They're coming and they're doing similar to Boko Haram. They're funded by outside sources. They're an Islamic group. And, and they are likewise going and, and just attacking Christians in their churches, in their villages. You know, those are the two main groups that are attacking Christians. But one of the main so problems, Brent, especially... Go ahead. In a sense, this is old news. You know, I mean, we've been hearing about Boko Haram for a number of years. So is the Nigerian government completely incompetent? I mean, you've got a whole, this is not a a little tiny country. I mean, uh, why have they been so ineffective at dealing with these groups? We would never allow something like this to happen here. You know, the government would, you know, they'd be gone, you know, in a flash. You're right. And and that's the challenge with Nigeria. Nigeria is, give or take, you know, approximately 50-50 Christian and Muslim. And the the current government is primarily led by Muslim leaders. And so their response, you know, to what's going on is at best um, just non-responsive or, you know, ignorant of what the situation is. That would be giving them the benefit of the doubt. But many, you know, many of our friends in Nigeria, our Christian friends in Nigeria, feel that the government is intentionally not responding to these crises um, because 
they want those votes. They want those votes to stay in power. And so they are intentionally not responding to these crises. Uh, and so that's one of the challenges. And that's the challenge that, you know, that our government and other governments have when they, when they try to talk to government representatives there, you know, they, they will, you know, say, oh, yes, we'll try to do these things, but then nothing ever happens. And so that's where our prayers are going to be more effective than, you know, even, you know, even lobbying, because uh, no matter how much pressure is put on a government that, you know, chooses to be non-responsive to those problems, it's hard to say what really can be done. So the United States, you know, the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom issues its annual report is, is mm-hmm. Nigeria identified as a nation of special, con- I forget what they call it, special concern. You know, uh, for, uh, yeah, particular concern. I particular yeah. concern. I, and I believe so, that Nigeria is on that list. And so, you know, what kinds of American policies are we pursuing to address this? Well, unfortunately, you know. Nigeria is not my area of, of expertise specifically. You know, there are, you know, there are efforts. The, the ambassador at large for religious freedom, Sam Brownback, has visited Nigeria several times. Uh, in the last year and a half or so, um, there is an effort that has begun in Nigeria, which is a roundtable on religious freedom, which is bringing together uh, civil activists and, and, and non-governmental parties to come together and to try and encourage their own government, then, you know, their own perspective to do something about it. So there have been things that have been done by the U.S. government, the State Department, the the, the Office of, of Religious Freedom, but you know that only goes so far when you know when a government you know chooses to you know to not listen. So that, the that, that's the challenge. Are the Christians in Nigeria fighting back? Well, is it um, a civil war, or are you know what's the status there? Well, that's the challenge. You know, there there are some Christians who. You know, get fed up and and strike back, but for the most part, the church follows Christ's you know Christ's example to turn the other cheek and to to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and you know and so it it doesn't become a civil war that it could uh you know were it not for that you know admonition to us as believers not to you know strike out and fight uh, and fight back, but there are some. You know, some isolated examples of, of Christians in, in their villages who, you know, get fed up with, you know, absolutely zero response by their government and take matters into their own hands and, and, and go and do things. So, um, you know, that is happening, but it's, it's very isolated. Well, if, you know, listening to this, and, and it's not the first show we've done on Nigeria, it's been a little while, mm-hmm. you know, when the schoolgirls were captured, I know we did yep. uh, a show back then, and uh, I see in this statement a call to facilitate the release of, of two women, I'm not very good at pronouncing African names, <laughs> and the remaining, is it Chibok girls? The Chibok, yes, yep, Chibok. Can you yep. tell us who that is? Well, the, the uh, you know the the first young lady is Leah Sharibu. Um, she just turned sixteen just last week was her sixteenth birthday. Um, she was captured along with hundred of her classmates and the other girls 
happened to be Muslim or were willing to say that they were Muslim. Uh, and she herself said, no, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I'm not going to renounce my faith in Jesus. And so they kept her, and, you know, in containment, they released all of her other classmates. Uh, and her classmates said, just wear, you know, wear the headscarf and, and just say these words, and they'll let you go. And she said, no, because, you know, that's not who I am. Um, these are typically, um, especially the Boko Haram is, is against education, and especially education of women. So that's why they've been um, abducting these girls who are in schools. These are generally high school age girls who are getting an education. And of course, Boko Haram, that's one of Boko Haram's things. They don't want a Western education and especially for girls. Uh, so that's who these girls are uh, who you know, have been abducted from their school. And then there are some other, you know, other hostages who have been abducted. And those are just some of the ones that we know about. Even while we were to meeting together at the Religious Liberty Partnership consultation, um, there was a, a priest and another pastor uh, who were either abducted or killed while we were there. And so this is happening regularly, and these are just some of the names that we know of. Sure. Um, Brent, we're out of time. Listeners, you have heard a reason to pray for persecution of Christians in Nigeria, a reason to call your elected officials, Congress, your senator. As we close, remember at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We represent workers suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org, www.churchstate.org. Don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed, get involved. Join the North American Religious Liberty Association, producer of Freedom's Ring, on the web at religiousliberty.info. And be sure to listen to Freedom's Ring on our SoundCloud radio station or on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Ronach. Until next week, let freedom ring.